tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and Torytainment for you. Hey, everybody. The European 2023 tour is just around the corner, and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix, and just for fun, she's gone and shuffled the order of the old cities. So now, we got to rethink, regroup, and yes, re-record. Welcome back to the 2023 season of Tour All Night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean too, we're your guide for everything tour. Well, it's a new dawn, it's a new day. I'm here on the line with Chris and Connell from Belfast. You may remember them after the Cork Show last year. They gave, or they were trying to give, Mrs. Krabby Apple some custard. Did you guys ever get her the custard? <laughs> we know. No, no. We're in cupboard. We're keeping it. Hopefully, maybe she'll make an appearance at the dates that we're at. We still have the custard. Don't worry, it's in a tin, so it has a good expiry on it. <laughs> okay, good. She was custardless the whole U.S. tour, so she needs her custard. It's proper good Irish custard, so we're keeping it safe for her. So if she's in Belfast or if she's in Edinburgh, we'll be able to get the custard to her. Those are the two shows you're doing? <laughs> Those are the really two shows. Yeah, it's, it should go well with her crumble if she ever gets any of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, won't get crumble. Chris and Connell, you're a couple from Belfast who I had the privilege of meeting briefly in Cork. Now, I don't know much about you, so let's start with your Tory story. Tell me how you discovered her, things like that. Um, I, I kind of got to know Tori through him uh, when we first met each other nine years ago or, or, or whatever, however long it's been. Uh, when he started talking about her, I thought that he meant Tony Braxton to my shame. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm breaking my heart. How many songs does Tony Braxton have that could give her so much longevity? <laughs> and then kind of we put on some songs from there and then it kind of started growing from there. And as our relationship developed, it was one of those things that you couldn't really get away from. It was this as the songs were coming on, they were burying themselves in your head. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself just singing along to them and then suddenly, suddenly you're a fan, you know, and <laughs> and that, that's kind of how I got into it. And then I met her along with Chris in Dublin about five years ago. It was just a lovely experience. It was just a very a nice kind of exchange and a lovely photograph and stuff. And I think, you know, I would look forward to meeting her again because if I, if I met her again, I would just have a lot more to talk about because I've explored it a lot more. I think meeting her helped. Live, I think, is my first show was Original Center. Um, it was around about librarian, beekeeper, whenever I discovered her properly. So I've been sort of with every tour from it. How did that happen? How did you discover her? Me and five friends did like a sort of West Coast tour of the state. And my friend's partner at the time was in tour. And he was like, I really think you'll like Tori. 
and he was sort of playing her on and off during the holiday. And then it was over Thanksgiving. It was actually about this time, 2004, and we were in San Francisco and a lot of places were closed, but we all decided that we were going to buy like the latest iPod. <laughs> so we all took ourselves to like the Apple store in like San Francisco and we bought one and he had like a CD. So he put um, Tales of a Librarian on for me. So we're like on the way home, like the long flight home, I just had that playing on loop and it just sort of buried itself. And then I think a couple of months after that, Beekeeper was released. So... It started from that and then she was playing um, Baker Street um, and we, like a load of us went down and it just saw her live for the first time and then that was Wait it. Wait a second. Uh, so you saw her at Vicker Street in May 30th and 31st, 2005? I saw the May 30th, yeah, in 2005. I didn't get to the second one, which was the one with uh, Ireland and stuff. I know I missed that one. It was really raging. I came back and saw the set list and was like, uh. uh. <laughs> uh you know, I was at that show and I was after, of course... I was a young archivist back then, and at that show, I was I had my little camera, and I was filming everybody. I bet I could go through those tapes and find you, because I was filming the audience as they were coming out. I, I was like, this is for archival purposes. And we also figured out as well that um, Chris and I, there was a festival that you played at in Ireland called Oxygen, and I was at that festival, and I probably saw Tori Amos. Uh, I just don't know. I can't remember much of that weekend, but Chris was there specifically to see her. And I actually have a t-shirt with her name on the back of it. So yeah. it was part of the circuit she did here for the American Doll Posse tour. So she didn't play any gigs other than that one at the festival. So we went down for that. But it turned out later, like Colin was like, I was there and pulls out the t-shirt and there she was part of the headline. <laughs> That's amazing. I was yeah. a Tory fan. Like, you know, that was the early seeds, you know, the, the early subconscious engaging you know so getting me ready for when i'm an actual adult it was all meant to be connell did you ever ask chris when she was finally going to play unbreak my heart (laughs) (laughs) okay so tori hits belfast on monday march 27 2023 at the ulster hall what's that like Ulster Hall is a lovely venue. Um, it's one of the older ones in Belfast. Um, so you haven't been in Belfast. You obviously are aware of the history with the, the city. But presume I'm not. <laughs> don't presume I'm not. Oh, right. Yeah, well, up until about 96, the north of Ireland was involved in like a civil war. So a lot, we weren't ever on the sort of the general touring circuit, as it were, when bands went on tour. So we, we missed quite a lot. But then from the peace process, which happened in about 96, they built bigger concert venues. But the Ulster Hall has been there, like a long-standing one. So it has been there for a while. And it's lovely inside. It's not too big. And the acoustics are brilliant. So it'll be a really, really nice venue to see her in. I mean, I've seen a gold wrap, Amy Winehouse, loads of like really good acts play there. So it's a lovely venue. And I think it will really suit Tori and the piano. So I'm really looking forward to it. And it's been a while since she's been in Belfast. I think it was Night of Hunters. Yeah, that's right. Night of Hunters. Like the Waterfront Hall, which is like the sister to the Ulster Hall. It's like for big grand concerts and strings and stuff and pianos work really well. So I think that's the last time she was in Belfast. Were the two of you at that show? Um, we hadn't actually started going out at that point. I was at the show Connell sort of inherited Tori from my sort of obsession, but he sort of <laughs> found, found his way with her, which um, I was delighted about. <laughs> Well, yes, as Chris says, um, the Ulster Hall is one of our more prestigious venues in Belfast. It's, it's kitted out with all the gear to make a concert what it should be. So I think anyone coming to the show is in for a 
real treat in Belfast, you know. But yeah, it's a good city. You've seen Amy Winehouse there or she just played there? No, I saw Amy Winehouse there. My God, I'm so jealous. I missed it. I missed it. I'm the biggest Amy Winehouse. I'm sitting here looking at an Amy Winehouse portrait in my my bedroom and I missed it. At that stage, I think I was in Australia. I was supposed to go to the gig that I think that the gig that was in in the Ulster Hall was a replacement gig of a gig that she pulled out of. So this was the follow up. And by that stage, I was gone. I was in Australia. Damn it. I missed it. For those of us who've never been to Belfast, tell us three things about your city that you love, just the general vibes. What can we expect on a Monday? A relatively small city. You can walk everywhere. There, well, there's lots of pubs like Ireland, but there's lots of pubs. There. There's generally live music. If you want to find it, you'll find it somewhere. The people are really, really nice. A bit strange, but they're really, really nice. I guess it's just an intriguing city because of the history. Like, there's still, like, pockets of, you know, divided societies. That a lot of people are shocked that, you know, there's, like, a massive, massive peace wall that separates an area from another area, and that's still in situ, you know? A lot of people are like, whoa, and it's, like, literally a street beside a street. A lot of friends, even friends from Dublin that come up and who haven't really been to Belfast are sort of taken aback by that, that it's still actually there after all these years. A lot of history with the city. So, I mean, if you like history, if you like art, you know, it's a really good city for that. And I say it's small and it's very easy to navigate. You say it's walkable? The city centre is definitely walkable, yeah. It's also good because you're quite close. You can get to other parts. You can escape it quickly. You know, you can go if you want to see the North Coast. Everybody really likes, you know, that sort of drive up the North Coast and the, the causeway and that's a touristy thing and you can get to all the Game of Thrones that everybody seems to be obsessed with. I haven't actually seen it myself. <laughs> but Belfast, it, it has a really cool sort of artsy vibe. It's very creative, arty city. There's lots of nice food, actually. Great restaurants. You better come and go for it. <laughs> well, uh, Chris was just getting into food there, um, and I was just writing down food. Botanic. I mean, for people who want to kind of wander around the city and out of the kind of commercial side, there's the university area. You know, where there are students, there is going to be cheap food, um, but also good food as well. So that um, if you're looking to eat uh, and not break the bank, you know, the botanic area would be the place to go. And it's also right next to the botanic gardens as well, which is really, really lovely to have a wander around, especially at that time of the year when things are starting to come to life, you know, as well as that Chris mentioned there about wandering out of the city. For anybody that's kind of into nature and the other people, you know, the fairies or whatever, um, you can wander off. There's a lovely place called the Giant's Ring. I think you can take a bus out there. It might be worth looking up. And it's kind of got a couple of ring forts around it it's got a neolithic building there that you can kind of look at and whatever and it's just got a lot of power and energy around it you know so definitely recommend for anybody that wants to wander out of the city to look up how to get there you can take a taxi as well and you're probably looking at about seven eight quid from town and back again there was one other thing that i wanted to say but oh yeah the other thing that I'm really noticing about the city centre at the moment, especially because it's just opened up again, obviously we had COVID, but we also had one of our, our landmark buildings burnt down in 2018 and has just recently reopened, which has opened up a, a, a massive artery through the city centre. But anyway, that aside, it's it's much easier to access now that this building has now reopened and the, that we can you know use the city properly again. But the artwork on the streets is absolutely superb. And it's definitely something to take your time and have a look around and uh, and look at and take in while you're here as well. We are a massive city for murals, you know, and you'll get the more the political murals would exist in the suburbs. 
but the more artistic kind of artsy murals would exist in the city center, you know. So if you're into a bit of art and a bit of murals and taking photographs of things, that, that might be how you want to kill a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. especially in, in Belfast used to be really famous for linen making. Um, so there's quite a lot of sort of like near the city centre, a lot of like terrace houses where the old mill workers and stuff used to be. Mm. So uh, those areas sort of scatter the actual city and they're still where the sort of the pockets of, you know, the different sides of society, if you put it that way. There's the main sort of Protestant unionist area and the main sort of like Catholic and nationalist, but, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. But yeah, there's lots of sort of different sort of more political um, art there and they do like black taxi tours if you're you know if people are interested in that part of the the history then there's lots catered for that side because i think a lot of people are still sort of intrigued by it museum wise as well and and, and big to us if you want to get that booked (laughs) we actually work with a black taxi company oh hey yeah we operate a wee bnb as well from the house so we're used to like people from all all around the place coming over and giving them you know suggestions of what to do in the city oh then this is perfect for you when tory's coming to belfast we're going to change the name of the bnb to the choir guard hotel For the week, and we'll see what we can get. <laughs> I love it. Now I'm looking at pictures of this giant's ring, and say I wanted to go to this giant's ring. It's this henge monument, which it looks really cool. Now, what if I wanted to go, but I didn't want to freeze? What's the weather going to be like? It's going to be the end of March. I'm assuming it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold, but I mean, we'll just be coming into summer. At March last year, at the end of March, we got a heat wave. Oh. It was 25 degrees. Everyone's out in their shorts and T-shirts and stuff in March for two weeks, you know. So it could be cold. It could be warm. I mean, I would always suggest to bring a raincoat anyway, you know, especially if you're going to somewhere like the Chance Ring, you want to wear, like, you know, good footwear. I also probably feel like we should say this as well, just as a warning, and you might you might want to broadcast it, but it's sort of it's a notorious cruising ground as well for some reason. So yeah, oh. be careful. <laughs> like a gay cruise? Yes. yes. Oh, is yeah, it it's sort of like nice. walk, walk the dog, and it looks like people are like ready to go to the clubs, and you're like, what's going on here? And then <laughs> the giant's ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Connell, you're sending us into the abyss. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, <laughs> pre watershed, it's fine. You know, <laughs> before sundown, it's it's, it's you know, it's fine. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, 25 degrees Celsius translates to 77 degrees Fahrenheit. So that does sound kind of warm, warmer than I'd ever expect. Yeah, I mean, we can't guarantee it. This year, March, it was we had a heat wave, you know. Two weeks later, it was snowing. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens. You know, so prepare for all eventualities. Now, people going to Belfast, the show, some people may show up on the Sunday before because it's a day off. Some people may show up on the Monday of the show. But is the town, is Belfast something, like, I'm assuming Monday's a little slower? It's not a 24-hour town, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, actually, on a Monday, you might find some places don't even open, you know. So if you're going to be hanging around on the Monday, it might be worthwhile really looking up and planning your day properly. So that, you know, you're not disappointed if you decide to wander off on into the city and there's nothing really happening, you know. But if, if you go and have a look, like if you Google, you know, what's on in Belfast, things like that, you'll find something, you know. It's actually pretty good. Like they have a really good market in the city centre that's open quite early and it's like an arts. It's, it's really good. And then I think the, the main gay club is open on Sundays and opens to like two or three. Oh, what's that called? That's called the Kremlin. The Kremlin? 
Yeah, um, and I think I, Libertine, the Libertine as well on a Monday night. Um, it, it's the new place to be on the gay scene on a Monday evening, and it's it's a it's a club that it's, it's had many many guises throughout the years, but they've really really camped and glitzed the place up. So if that's where you want to go for a, a, a late sort of cocktail and a dance. I'm looking at the Kremlin's website. It says, let's get social. <laughs> it's a Kremlin <laughs> nightclub. Um, it seems to be open on Mondays. The gay clubs generally do, but Monday used to be, you say that the one that's Liberty Night used to be, um, like it's been a, a couple of different things, but Monday night was always the big night there. I think it's a totally gay club night, but it used to just have a gay night on a Monday and it used to always be busy. And if you were in town for a gig, you know that you could go there after and it would be good if you wanted, you know, just dance. What if we wanted to do some shopping? What if we wanted to, especially record stores? I want to hear about record stores, bookstores, any local bands that I need to know, anything that I just want to be cool. I want to be Belfast cool. You want to be Belfast cool? Um, Yeah. There's quite a few like sort of old sort of vintage clothes shops that would do clothes and records as well. There's a few of those scattered about the city. You have like your normal sort of big brand sort of music stores. I think the only ones left, the only one left actually is HMV. But sometimes on a Sunday as well, actually the Sunflower Pub, which is a great pub, it's gay friendly. It's just, it's people friendly. You get a lot of a mix mash of everybody they normally they often have like a craft market on a Sunday mm-hmm. they go have a pint there's probably music and they have like a crafts fair my friend actually sells vinyl at that's happening around about that I'm time I'm trying to look it up now just to see when it actually happens what date is the gig again? It's on March 27th. It's a Monday. And I'm looking at the HMV, and it's like a, in a, like a pedestrian walking area. Yes. Yeah. How close is that to the venue? Good. It's not far. Okay, good. It's about 400 not meters. Even. Like, you know, it's... Not even... It's all quite close, because the, it's the city hall. The venue's quite close to the city hall. So if you're, like, the city hall, like you, it's literally a five-minute walk from the city hall. Oh, not okay. even. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, it's every first Sunday of the month. Sorry, it was uh, the whole of remember the name of it i was in was in one yesterday that did like a mixture of old vinyl and then there's like which is like the old part it has a couple of old vinyl stores so there's definitely vinyl about uh bookstore wise there's a famous one called no alibis it's in the botanic area that Connell was talking about um and there's one also in uh, there's an old vinyl shop and a really old bookstore and it's beside the wee cafe that rihanna shot we find love video. <laughs> oh, awesome. In terms of local music, I mean, if you're wanting to experience any local bands, the Limelight and Spring and Hour Break also there as well. Still, Limelight is the place to go for local music. If you wanted to look up there and see if there's anything happening there on a Monday night, it's generally there's stuff going on there for students and stuff. Well, on Monday, I'm gonna, we'll be at the Tori Amos concert. <laughs> but on the Sunday yeah, before. Talking you know. about Sunday. I mean, we could skip it. We could skip it. Yeah. We could just do the tour of Belfast. <laughs> there's plenty to do. <laughs> There's so much to do. There is. Uh, you'll, not, you'll not be stuck, especially if it's like he's coming over from Edinburgh and then going to Dublin. I love Edinburgh. I truly, it's like the one of my favorite places I've ever been in the whole wide world. I've only been once, but it was great. And that's why we were to pick this one because we did this Ocean to Ocean tour is actually the first one that I've done multiple gigs at. Really? Yeah. Um, as I've been to oh, every tour bar the Goldust one from the Beekeeper tour mm-hmm. to, to one date but I think because of that COVID and the lack of it and going I don't know if this is happening again we did like three of the, the UK and Ireland tour just passed and we're doing Edinburgh and Belfast and we haven't totally ruled out Dublin yet either <laughs> we've got the bug we want to we want to follow her as much as possible now <laughs> well why don't you do the Dublin show and then Cambridge and Liverpool and then might as well throw London because she's doing a very small venue <laughs> yes, awesome. uh, it's called the Corn Exchange. I looked at that. I think it's all sold out, though. 
Yeah, we were talking. I think the fish is playing in Amsterdam is really nice, and with friends that we haven't seen in a while that we were hoping to get to see. So it was like, like we could maybe try the, the Amsterdam one too. Okay, what's the theater scene in Belfast like? If we wanted to go to theater on the Sunday before, is there anything playing? Would you recommend any theaters to look at? There's, um, yep, there's the main theater in Belfast is the Grand Opera House. It's gorgeous. It's just recently done um, a renovation. And it's it's really good. And it would have all the sort of big national touring shows. There's the Lyric Theatre, which is really good for local productions and sort of straight plays. Uh, the Mac Theatre, which is also an art gallery museum. It's in the city centre. Um, it's great too. A wee company I'm with actually did a, a production of Fiddler on the Roof there recently. How fun. Um, I played for him and Sarah, which was good for us. And then there's like a load of tiny small theatres scattered about. There, there's always something to see. There's always a play going on and there's always a wee bit of a wee bit of art or an exhibition. So there, you should definitely be able to find something okay. someday. It says that Romeo and Juliet will be at the Lyric Theatre until March 5th. So we're just going to miss that. They have like a sort of a big, a big seated theater and a smaller one. So there'll probably be something in there straight after that. Okay, good. Of course, we'll link to those on our show notes page, songsoftrayamus.com. How are you getting from Edinburgh to Belfast? You're just going to take a train? Uh, oh no no it's uh you need to fly our boat we might take the boat but depending on how much time we have we might um spend a little bit more time in scotland um because it's a place that we always say that we're going to go and it's so accessible from where we live but we just never go there so it might be an opportunity to spend like maybe four or five days um in scotland you know so we might take the car and, and go on the boat you're going to take your car onto the boat yeah you yeah, can yeah. take your car oh it's not, it's not too far like so we haven't actually booked we've booked the the, the concert we haven't actually and Possibly the no, I haven't booked the accommodation, so we've literally booked the concert tickets. Yeah, we haven't done. Now I'm looking at the map. Finally, tell me about this Isle of Man. Isle of Man, I've never actually been to either. Too, but I know that it does have a theater on it. It does. <laughs> it does, yeah. I know that, that that it's a massive tax haven for like um, wealthy people and um, all that kind of thing. Yeah, is it? I think so. Yeah, I think uh, Edinburgh is, is it's one of those places. Yeah, it's got its own sort of economy or something. Yeah, and I think a lot of people as well, if they don't know that it's it's not it, it'll be sterling here. That's something important to note. It's uh, British pound sterling in Belfast. And what's the tipping culture like? Tipping really only for restaurants. And, you know, if you were getting a haircut or something, it, other than that, it's not the way it is in the States. Um, and a lot of the time, if there's a party of, like, say, more than six, the tipping in a restaurant will be included on the bill. They automatically add the gratuity. So just check your receipts. But other than that, yeah, the same, probably about 10% of whatever the bill is in a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just up to you, really. Um, we generally, Chris and I are generous tippers. But, you know, it, it, it depends on your service and stuff like that, too. You know, if you've been somewhere and you feel that you've you've been treated really well and served well, then tip well. Absolutely. You know, so that that's generally how I see things. Even if I'm in a restaurant and the service isn't great, I'll just tip general. I'll throw in two or three pounds or something, you know. But if I'm somewhere and, and I've been treated really well and I've had a really great experience, I'll maybe throw in ten. You know what we didn't talk about? Coffee and restaurants is there a restaurant we should eat before the show and where can we get our coffee the morning after well the street that um the show with the ulster halls on it's got some really lovely coffee shops along there so you've got everything from like store coffee machine coffee to something nice where you can go in and sit down um all along that street there's quite a few like I mean in Belfast you're not really stuck for that kind of thing and most places will serve nice good coffee yeah there's loads of coffee shops about the place you're actually at Ulster Hall sort of facing like a 
a real, quite a new five star hotel. Where, I would uh, say avoid that. <laughs> yeah. If you want a very really expensive cocktail, I think it's quite high. You go up in, around the city, and you know it's it's expensive for a cocktail. I haven't been myself. Apparently, they're nice, but you would go maybe for one. But all around there, there's like there's small coffee shops. There's like a chain called Clements. That there's a few of them about the city centre. There's we um, coffee hatches. There'd be coffee everywhere. You'll not you'll not be too far from coffee. That's good to hear. Coffee, and then in the cathedral quarter, that's where all the kind of fancier restaurants are. You know, if you want a fancy meal, and there's quite a, an eclectic mix of of food now. You know, it's not just your standard like burger and chips and chicken goujons. You know, the, we have some really really cool cuisines in Belfast now. Some really nice takeaways, things like that. You what know? should what do we have to eat? What's the thing that we have to try? Like if you had one meal, um, we're pretty good at just dirty old Ulster fry. When an Ulster, yeah. you know, God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody from outside of Belfast. <laughs> Why? What is it? It's just a lot of bread and sausage, and bread, and bacon, and eggs. And it's yeah. it puts hairs on your chest. Good. You know? <laughs> it's good for like if you're hungover, you know. Definitely, I've seen a couple of people through the Airbnb and stuff try and tackle an Ulster fry, and they're just kind of sitting looking at it, going, "What, what, what the hell is this?" <laughs> you know. But no, there's lots and lots of like really nice places where you can get fresh food, burritos. You know, really, really lovely. There's a place called Chopped, and you can go in there and you get a really, really good salad for about six or seven pound. So there's everything. There's everything from food that you'll have to pay money for, or there's yeah, yeah. food that's cheap and affordable that you can maybe go and grab and sit at City Hall or something and eat or whatever. The street food scene is definitely improved in Belfast. Oh, Jamon as well, actually. There's a really, really lovely vegetarian restaurant called Jamon. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good and really affordable. And facing there, there's a lovely cocktail place. Cocktails are very reasonable. What is that called? It's called Santa Excellent. I'm just walking my way through this map. I'm like walking all over town. I'm at the Rusty Saddle Smart Bar and Restaurant. Oh, the restaurant must be new. Be new. There's new places popping up left, right, and center. I almost just got hit by a double decker pink bus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for sharing Belfast with us. Now, how likely is it that you're going to do more than just the two shows? Um, I definitely think we'll squeeze in Dublin. I think we'll make Dublin happen for sure. Both nights? Um, I we'll see. Seeing it because it's um, it's midweek, so it's yeah, getting the leave and stuff. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But you know, like we've we've friends in Dublin that we crash with and stuff that we did. The last one in the Olympia, I was really, really, really sick. I had to like run and like vomit a few times. <laughs> During, yeah, the show? During, During the show? During the show. Oh yes. no. And it was it was a great show as well. Um that was the last show, right? Of the six? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I was luckily sitting sort of right bes- just quite close to the toilet, but I had to like maybe run twice and I don't even know. It was like a twenty four hour bug. Oh, and no. uh and we actually I, we were we had actually friends with us for that one with our friend Orla and our friend Paul that came down just for that, so we were meant to like make a night of it, but I had to go straight home after the gig. I was like That sucks. Uh, well you deserve your Dublin fantasy. Yes, I deserve it. Oh, I meant to ask you, since you both are from Northern Ireland, how do you feel about the song Ireland and can you tell me what's going on when she says she's driving in her sob on her way to Ireland can't drive unless she's driving onto the boat maybe that's what I she's doing she might, I think she might have taken the boat yeah she might be taking <laughs> yeah, her car onto the boat ferry to Dublin she says that she takes the ferry as well oh, okay <laughs> I, I, that's a spies isn't it 
for a little bit yeah. of discovery. But no, I, I think, uh, I actually, I know that Ireland, the song gets a lot of flack, but I find it charming. <laughs> you know what? I was the one who bootlegged that video. That was with my little <laughs> camera I was telling you about. And ever since then, I've been in love with that song. <laughs> And I think it just that that whole album because it was my first tour and the first album that it actually went and bought and sort of sat with the beekeeper. You know, it sits well with me, so I I like the beekeeper. And yeah, I I know that people are quite divided about Ireland, but I I yeah I like it. I think, I think Ireland's a cute song. You know, it's just it, you know it is what it is. I wouldn't really associate it with Ireland. I think she just happens to mention Ireland in it, and <laughs> so it's called Ireland, Connell. Yeah. I know, but I mean, she also talks about New York and all this other stuff and cowboys and deserts and we don't have like very many dragons or anything like that so i don't know but no it's nice i mean it's a a lovely song well is there anything specific you're hoping to hear specifically in belfast i would like to hear (laughs) i'd like to hear because um, i didn't you didn't really get much from ocean to ocean so i'd maybe like to hear some some more from that Um, Mm -hmm. i know we should have stuff maybe like metal water wood or I'd love, um, I'd like to hear Bang, actually, but I don't know if we're going to get oh, that. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Um, Unrepented Geraldine's the actual song. Would mm. I would like? I really want her to work up the other half of Ocean to Ocean that she didn't, like, the birthday baby would be nice to hear. Speaking with trees would be lovely. Yes. Ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first single. Speaking with trees would actually be really, really nice. You know, I... I trees, um, up the Up the creek. Um, oh, up the creek would be good, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's very Irish. Yeah, it is. Somehow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always like a, I find a lot of sort of Celtic Irish things scattered throughout all the albums. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I think Tori um, Native Invader album is one of my favorites for around about this time of year in autumn, where you're kind of walking around woods and forests through the leaves, you know, listening to the, the songs. You know, that, that that's kind of my vibe at this time of the year. Tori Amos is, comes out of the, well, not that she's ever really in the box, but she's more out of the box at this time of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at the minute I'm into Winter's Carl, I'm, I'm getting a, a little bit Christmassy, a little bit too early. <laughs> it's never too early, in my opinion, for Midwinter Graces. We will play Absolutely. it all year long. But when you were sitting in your Native Invader show together, what was the one moment where you were just like, yes, yes? Um, she played a sort of fairy tale, and that was unbelievable for me. I, I couldn't believe. I think, actually, a lot of the songs that I wanted her to play that evening, she sang, and it really took me away especially because it was my first ever Tori Amos concert it was like as if she knew that and she was singing the songs that I wanted to hear mm. <laughs> yeah it was lovely really like the, the version of uh, sort of fairy tale was great it changed to close with it and it was it was you know like a sprawling you know like 10 minutes and it was it was it was it was cracker Connell and Chris where can the people find you online god I'm shut at social media but I'm a Y-P-A-T-Z 82 on Instagram. Did you give your info, Connell? Yeah, you can get me on Insta. It's uh, the Conzo. I will link to all of this in our show notes, songsoftoryamus.com. Here's a sort of fairy tale from September 7th, 2017 in Dublin. You got it. That's good. That's good.
Tour All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoryamus.com.